Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast. With first-hand witnessed accounts of the strange and unexplained. Covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. Welcome to Mic Drop, the podcast where relevancy is irrelevant and we don't give a shit about your feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a distinct honor and a pleasure to bring to you my next guest on the podcast. She is a mom, <laughs> and, I, and I lead off with that, and that is not a fucking accident. She is a New York Times bestselling author. She is one of the stars of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's currently on the Pretty Mess Tour. She has eight, you heard that right, fucking eight, number one dance billboard club chart hits. Thank you. That's eight of them. Uh, she owns the Shoe Dazzle line as well as Two-Faced Makeup. Collaborated with. We'll call it own. She owns that <laughs> shit. She owns everything she does. Two-Faced Makeup. And uh, in case any of you were wondering, she actually just taught me how to do the running man out in the hallway in less than five minutes. Which is a, a miracle. Please welcome to the stage, Erica Jane. Ah, oh, thank you. Are you ready for your podcast, your your listeners to go? What the fuck is I, this? I am. This is uh, so far outside the wheelhouse, and I, I love it. I mean, that's uh, true. True mic drop fashion is to have a guest like you that uh, is way outside the realm of what I'm used to. And, but I'm more uh, than a guest because we're friends. Right. We, we've known each other for uh, almost four years That's now, right, which, yeah. uh, which is hard to believe. So for those of you listening, she has a, a dog from me named Tiago, who is one of my favorite favorite dogs. I uh, I couldn't be happier that uh, that he's with you. But uh, Well, he, you're, he's, he's never coming back, yeah, he's and he's one. perfect, and we need yeah. we need Tiago puppies, yeah. Mike. I know it. We, I'm, I'm looking at you real hard. Yeah. You gotta find, we got to find some. <laughs> we got to breed this dog. Yeah. We, we will get it done. No okay. doubt about it. One of the things I like to ask everybody um, is what, what their morning routine is. Now, I know it depends on where you're at, whether you're uh, touring on the road or at home, but for the sake of the listener, I would say just uh, kind of a normal at home, not a ton of shit going on morning routine. What does that look like for you? Um, I'm usually up between 4.30 and 5. I put on my sweats. I grab the dog. He and I jump in my truck. We go to Starbucks every morning quietly with no music in the car. And we come home and uh, we start. I start walking him. Then yeah. that's my morning routine. And the sun rises and I'm able to start my day. And that's before I speak to anyone or anything. I just kind of spend time quietly with the dog. Maybe we'll go sit in the library for 10, 15 minutes. I'll try to meditate. It doesn't always happen, but I prefer to start my day in silence. Yeah. So with the Starbucks routine, is there, do you get anything to eat or you just get something to drink? No, I just get my uh, venti Americana <laughs> with one pump of mocha and room at the top. They yeah. know me when they see the black yeah. Mercedes whip in with yeah. the dog in the back. There, she's here. 
That's good shit. So uh, when's the first time you eat in the day? Is it like afternoon? It depends. I've been eating once every 24 hours these last few days, mostly because I'm stressed out and we're on the road. I have no appetite right now. But when I do, I want to eat protein. Usually, if I'm at home and everything is pretty normal, I'll probably eat around 9 a.m. 9 a.m., no shit. Is it it anything in particular? It's usually egg whites. Egg whites, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, What is Erica Jane's cheat meal? Shit, what isn't Erica Jane's cheat meal? Erica Jane loves some fast food. I like everything. I want I, I want to eat cake and brownies and fries and I mean I know there's a Chick-fil-A right up here right now. Like I've already scoped out everything. It's just yeah, yeah as bad as it gets. I like food. I I love to eat. Yeah. I really do. So you can't even you can't even narrow it down, just whatever you can get. Whatever I can get my hands yeah. on, man. I fucking love it. What is your workout regimen? I know uh, one of the things I asked you not too long ago, we were talking about uh, some of the workouts that I've been posting. Oh, but, my God. Your workouts are like uh, maniac workouts. Well, but you were talking about rehearsals. Like, I mean, that's hard. That's than, maniac workout, too. Yeah. But it's different in the sense of, so the workouts that you post, like you posted something about an Airdyne today. I have yeah. an Airdyne at home. It's like yeah. my favorite bike in the whole world. Yeah, that's a ball buster. It's a great one, right? Yeah. I love to row like you like to yeah. row. So when I get in the gym, I do workouts that are very similar to yours. Not as many, okay, and not as heavy. God damn it. But um, when we're rehearsing, like for this show that we're doing now, it's almost impossible for me. Now, the boys do that are in my show. They work out and rehearse. But, you know, it's a lot of cardio. Yeah. Yeah. Dance is an underrated sport. And dancers are underrated athletes in general because it's full body. It's explosive. It's hard. No, I don't doubt. It. I mean, so do do the workouts that you do outside of rehearsal supplement or try to, or augment your ability to? They reverse? would be uh, in order to increase your conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yes, very you're very function or purpose driven. One hundred percent. Yeah, to be fast and to be um, and to have stamina. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. strength and stamina. Sure. Um, what is something uh, that? about you that maybe, I mean, at this point, I think everybody knows just about Everybody me, knows just about everything uh, about me. Is, is, there any, is there anything you can share that would, that would surprise most people about you? I don't know. You know, I'm afraid of the dark, which I think is um, something I'll never get over. Oh, sure. I, yeah, I'm very afraid of the does dark. Does stem from childhood? Yes, or? it does. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't like it. I, uh, I panic in the dark and I don't, uh, you know, and I don't like to go to like, it's uh, Halloween now yeah. or Halloween time. And I don't like to go to haunted houses for that reason. I just, I don't know. Something happened. I don't know. And yeah. I just do not like the dark. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. I actually enjoy the dark. Uh, just Do you really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do because I think... From spending so many years in the SEAL teams, and that's where you know where we practice and operate, like diving underwater, it's pitch fucking black. That would scare the shit out of me. Not yeah. being underwater, but in the dark, yeah. Not well, knowing what I'm looking, you know, not yeah. with, not being able to see what's coming. Yeah. Well, and in the water, it's magnified because uh, like shit will brush up next to you. Hell and you have no. no idea what the fuck it is. Hell fucking no. <laughs> yeah. It's that no. That yeah. I would quit. No. Yeah. So I mean, it makes. <laughs> You know, the dark, when you can hear and talk normal and, and move normally, like it makes it not, not nearly as big of a deal. That's, I think. But, that's very brave of you. Yeah. I could never do it. But uh, I think I was just too dumb to quit. But That's okay, uh, too. I'm yeah. too dumb to quit. Yeah. I mean, I look at me. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm too dumb to quit, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is probably an impossible question. I have seen your, uh, your shoe wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, your house is on fire. You get to keep one fucking pair of shoes. What do you run out in? Oh, shit. Probably my white pair of hooker pumps, you know, <laughs> my white <laughs> my, patent leather. Hooker. Ah, yeah. You, well, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Um, favorite country and venue that you've ever performed in? 
Well, I mean, my favorite country is my home country, the United States of America. Favorite venue? I don't know. You know, I would break it up by city because each city has a different personality. We're here in Dallas tonight. Tomorrow uh, we give the show, and I know that it's going to be a really good time. New York City, it's a different crowd. Miami, it's a different thing. So it would be hard to say venue. Craziest venue I've ever performed at on the flight deck of the USS Enterprise, which I'm sure we'll get to. (laughs) That was fucking bizarre. But yes, that was crazy. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite city worldwide you've ever been to? Favorite city? No. They're all, I love them all equally for different reasons. Yeah. But if I, I was probably Roman in a past life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, biggest pain in the ass housewife. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, for different reasons. Yeah. Some of them uh, because they're petty, others because they are, they, manipulate others because they love the camera others because you know so it's all different Mm -hmm. but um this year i'm actually having a really nice time with the girls um it's interesting you know once you really get to know people and i'm someone that's very slow to open up as everybody kind of (laughs) knows yeah Yeah, i'm very slow yeah so after i mean there were several things in the book that uh, that surprised me that you shared in there even though i know this is kind of a watered down version or it's uh over edited but uh one of the things that made me think of uh, of it, you know, just generally speaking, is from from the housewife perspective. Uh, again, after reading it in your book, yeah. uh, which one would you most likely uh, have a threesome with? Oh, I'm not none of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Denise Richards joined. Yeah, you know, Charlie Sheen's sex wife, Denise. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's a Bond girl, so I would say yeah. Denise now. Yeah. She's she's a yeah. No, one. Denise, Denise, yeah, Denise. I'm sure could put it down. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. All right, so uh, I read your book, and thanks. There, yeah, there's well, there's a lot of things in there, honestly, that surprised me. That even even knowing you for several years now, that uh, that I didn't know, and 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 I wouldn't have expected, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've I've pulled a couple excerpts and and outlined some of the questions that I'd love to ask. But the first thing, you know, is growing up, I I, I uh, was surprised by the the informality of the relationship that you had with your mom, Renee. Uh, and I just wanted to pull. Really? Uh, yeah, I really. Why was. did you have a formal relationship with your parents? Yeah, absolutely. I did. See, I did yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're right about that. Like, I, I would have never. I mean, I remember I called my dad George once, and, and he, he knocked he, the shit out. Well, of Well, no, him. he looked, but he looked at me like, "Do that, fucking again. try it again." You wow. Know, and, and granted, I was like 15, you know, and that was the wow. first time I ever even tried it, you know. But I, I, I don't think I've ever called my mom Sandy to her face, right? Uh, <laughs> even to this day, you know, not that she'd, you know, backhand me. I mean, my my family was like the fucking leave it to beaver household. I did not grow up that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, it was to- totally different. But um, here, here's the excerpt okay. that, uh, that really kind of hit me was, she treated me like an adult when she really shouldn't have. I think she expected me to understand or process certain situations in a more adult manner than I was able to, especially when it came to work and money. There's a fine line between keeping kids totally in the dark and telling them the adult truth. I don't think she got that balance right, and she erred on the side of telling me more than I could handle. Because she was under tremendous pressure, I think she collapsed slightly in on herself. She had a hard time finding her strength. It was almost like she needed me to get us both through tough times. Being with that kind of mother made me grow up very fast. She always made me shake people's hands, look them in the eye, even as a kid. I was expected to act and present myself like a mini adult rather than a young child. So I'm curious. Um, yes, that is true. You know, the, to me, that what really hit me about that, and, and one of the things that I, I've... I've met a lot of people that have done some pretty tremendous shit that all a lot of them have that that similar kind of background where same same thing like they had to grow up super fast and and uh you know 
we're expected to, to behave you know, right away like a like yeah, an adult. Like what what reflecting on it now, I mean, you wouldn't be where you were had that not been right. Exactly. So that's the positive takeaway mm-hmm. is that my mother uh, was eighteen. Um, she married my father. He he left when I think I was six to nine months old, uh, never to return. My mom had to go to work. We're from the South. She wanted me to have a certain sense of, yeah, you know, it was, you had to, that was it. No one was coming. In other words, like, this is it. Like, Erica, you have to grow up. We're doing this. And and still to this day, you talk about money. It still freaks me out. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll never stop wanting it because I'm afraid not to have it. Yeah. So in my life, I wake up every day like, holy shit. Like you, you gotta know, get out there. I gotta go fucking get out there and go make some more money because, yeah. and it's just kind of how I grew up. You yeah. know, fear either propels you or or chains you. Yeah. And in my experience, it's pushed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I wonder then, like looking back on it now, do you feel like you were cheated of your youth? Like it was kind of stolen from you because of that? No, I feel like given the situation that we were in, that was the best tool and was the best way out. So. Yeah. um I have a great life now, and I and my mom was just on the phone with my mom before you came over. Um, it just kind of is what it is, yeah. you know. And you just kind of take that experience, roll with it, pick the best of it, and, and move forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think I've been cheated out of anything in my life. It's pretty, pretty yeah, rich. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I notice a, a kind of a recurring theme throughout the entire book, and and just knowing you as long as I have of of of, of that that uh principle of of you know using everything that happens to you as a learning opportunity which sure. I, you know I'm, I'm the same way but uh I, f- I found it funny and and uh and laughed out loud literally uh, when you were talking about playing val in, in a chorus line oh yeah uh in the song titled tits and ass in a, in a high school oh yeah at, at a high school age you know, yes well i mean you know uh what i'm curious i guess is that do you think that did that contribute to the Erica Jane brand? Or, oh, no, or, she was already there. Or she was already there. I was, she was already there. Yeah. Like, I was this way from the time I was three or so. Yeah. Like, I was jumping on tables and performing. And to me, you know, Erica Jane is born a fantasy, love, escape, glitz, glamour, and fun. I did play Val in high school. I went to performing arts high school. And it is an adult role. I mean, looking back on it, I mean, it's kind of interesting that we were even allowed to play those things as kids. Yeah. Now, yeah, back then, it was age, fine. Yeah. But, you know, now yeah. people would have a meltdown. No, I was already, if I was a grown up at three, you can imagine what I was at 14, 15. (laughs) So you can imagine, you can imagine what I was at 14. Yeah, tits and ass was nothing, honey. I tell you. Oh, that's great shit. Um, Any chance of going back? I know that one of the things you you said you still kind of reminisce about going back to, to Northside High. Like I it, would, but it, I don't think it exists. Now it's changed so much, yeah, you know, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I still dream of it. Yeah. I still dream. I still have dreams of being in uh, sixth period and we're rehearsing. Yeah. I, to me, it, it's it's funny because there's, there's elements of, of my time in high school that I find myself, you know, kind of reminiscing about and thinking about going back and, and doing certain things too. It's uh, it's weird how, how those experiences drive you. No, no two ways about it. That's true. So there, there was a, a kind of a tumultuous uh, upbringing in terms of, you know, your, your stepdad, you know, moving in and, mm-hmm. and being, you know, marrying your mom twice. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. She married that son of a bitch twice. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, looking back on it now, it's kind of a similar question, you know, did the impact of having him come and go and not be your real dad, but, you know, you developing a bond and, you know. Well, then he adopted me. Yeah. And then he left again. So, I mean, what do you, 
is your question like how, how do you think that affected me yeah i mean what like looking you know reflecting on it now you know similarly to the you know did your childhood feel cheated is that what, what kind of impacted the relationship i would have and, loved to have had a father that was there the whole time i could yeah. only imagine the woman i would have been had i had a dad that was there full time and you know i was given the proper education and the proper raising yeah uh, what a killer i would be <laughs> yeah. but um yeah, I think it did. I think it did affect me. But it also, again, you roll with those things and you you just got to keep going forward. I know that sounds so so trite, but it's really true. Um, and, but yet, I I did walk away loving men and not hating men. Does it, so that's the sure. one thing. I have a, yeah. I have great relationships with men. I don't hate men or, or anything like that. So it didn't do that to me. Do you think that it's, it's impacted uh, the men that you're attracted to or, or have been involved with? I think that uh, for me, I like men that can teach me something. Mm. I like mentors. Um, my husband now is obviously much older than I am, and we've been together 20 years. And one of the things that I love the most about him is that he is an absolute genius in the law, and anything I asked him about that, he had an answer, and he taught me a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So, yeah, um, yeah I would, but I, I would seek that out at any age. Sure. I always sought out men that could uh, kind of, I don't know, like be mentors in my life for sure. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, I mean, I think I'm sure it has some subtle. Sure. You know, yeah. some psychologists some, would look at me Freudian and say, like, "Hey, you're really damaged, and this <laughs> is why you picked these people." Yeah. No, yes. No, I mean, to me, the, like, you know, the let's be honest. Like, I mean, any relationship you have with with, with anybody, it, it it's a give and take. Like, you got to get something out of it. It can't just be let me help this person out or, or serve this purpose sure, in their of life. Like well, that. and if it, especially if it's a long-term relationship, True. you yeah. know, I'm talking, we're talking marriage, but yeah. It, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things, uh, again, that struck me is, um, as powerful and, and, uh, you know, kind of sad and I could empathize with you is that, you know, this is jumping ahead a little bit and we'll go back. But after turning 25, being out in California, you reconnect with your real dad Oh, and, yeah. and it seems like he kind of has a, almost a mental brain fart and slips and says that he never had kids. Yes, that's true. You know, obviously that's a pretty negative impact. But, you know, what? where where was your head at when, when that happened? Like, how, how detrimental was that? It wasn't because I realized because a voice inside said to me, Erica, there's nothing for you here. Yeah. Go back. You know, there. this is not for you. This is not where you need to be. Um, he has... Uh, a new family and a new daughter. And yeah. you can imagine looking at your own daughter and saying, well, you know, she never had any kids. I never had any kids. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm standing in front of you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just, my mother, honestly, was more hurt in the moment than I was. And it was, uh, she, she, she apologized. I'm so sorry, Erica. Like, I feel so bad. And I said, you know what, Mom? It's fine. There's nothing here for me. Kind of like I already knew. But I needed to make sure, yeah. and so that's that's what happened. Was when he said that, did it seem like he slipped, or was, it was no, intentional? Babe. No, he slipped. Yeah, it wasn't intent. Like it, I, I mean, how do I, he really did not put? He didn't mean it. It wasn't harmful. He didn't mean it out of harm. He really did not equate me as yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's cr I can't even wrap my mind. It was it, it was a bizarre experience. Yeah. I've had some people say some really bizarre shit to me, as you can <laughs> yeah. imagine. But that was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was you know, I found my dad. Yeah, and we met, and I I went to spend Thanksgiving with him and his his wife and his young daughter, who is younger than my son. And um, when he said, you know, yeah, she'd never had any kids, and I never had any kids, I was like, wow. Yeah. What? And then, and then he caught himself, and he was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm, but, but I have you now," yeah. and like put his arms around me, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a little too late." Yeah, it's too little too late. 
Yeah. But not in an angry way. Yeah. I wasn't angry. It was just final. Yeah. It was just very it was final. It like more of a closure thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure, 100%. Yeah. Do you have any, any relationship with him now? Have you Zero. Zero. Yeah. No, no contact. Has he tried to reach out to no. you? No. Um, and I don't think he would. I don't think he's that kind of man. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not that man. Yeah. So you, you grow up, you know, performing and, and kind of chasing that, that lifestyle to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, your mom and, and you moved to New York to, to you know, continue pursuing Chase that, that career. Dream. And you end up dancing in, you know, what I, what I would coin as vanilla strip clubs. Oh, very vanilla you know, compared to what's really going you know, on. It's no Spearmint Rhino Vegas. like. No, know, I wasn't yeah. making that kind of cash and I wasn't that kind of girl and I even said it in the book. I <laughs> yeah. wish I was, though. Shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, the I guess the, you know, one of the things that I, that I found uh, humorous about it, I guess, is just all of the, the bullshit that you put up with, like, you know, for... For going through, you know, and, and and being in the position that you were in, you know, similar that that recurring theme of like using everything you can to your advantage and, and making the best of of every every situation, you know that. Well, yeah. I mean, I was eighteen years old. I was living in Manhattan. The rent had to be paid. Um, yeah. You know, I was auditioning. Sometimes I was getting the job. Sometimes I wasn't. And when I wasn't, I was working in Jersey at a low end, um, you know, what they call go go bar, you know, and within the the com- confines of that that whole life and it yeah. was very good fellas and i'll leave it right there you know? <laughs> yeah. i had a hard time watching the sopranos for a long i couldn't yeah. everybody was watching the sopranos yeah. and i was like no yeah because i don't the bottom being i didn't yeah. want to see it i knew yeah. it what are you talking about yeah. like that, yeah. no i'm yeah. good yeah. i i lived it it's yeah. okay thanks yeah one of the uh another poignant life lesson that uh that i drew from the book that is, is an excerpt that I want to read, I think is just important for people to hear. And, and again, it's kind of falls in line with that recurring theme of uh, you state, I've never been one to knock where someone else comes from or what they had to do to get where they are today. It's easy for people to pass judgment. I never like slut shaming or any other kind of shaming. I always want to tell people that when you're putting a dollar in a woman's bra, you have no idea whom you're tipping. You don't know what is going to happen to anyone or where they'll end up. I certainly never looked down on a woman hustling to make a buck. I've been that woman. And mm-hmm. all, all of that hustling makes every buck even more precious. I learned the value of a dollar at Shakers. <laughs> yeah, which, Did which I? <laughs> Sitting in the Gulf Stream across the street a decade later, yeah. I still knew it. Yeah. That's the, the real lesson of money. You earn yourself worth working for those stupid dollars. I always dreamed so big that I could imagine one day having my own airplane, even though I didn't understand there was a private airport across the street from the very spot I was scrounging for tips. That's the that's the hard, cold fucking truth. Yeah, but, you know, to me, I think without a doubt, there's, there's and you probably run into this way more than, than I can even, uh, you know, try to uh, formulate into, into a few words, is that, you know, people probably just assume that you never had to work for what you have. I mean, that's right. You know. And well, because me, it looks a certain way now. Sure. Yeah, you know. but, yeah and, and I think, you know, to me, what was refreshing about, I mean, not that I didn't know that already, but hearing your words and, and seeing the quotes and, and kind of the, the verbatim, you know, experiences that you went through that, that really, I think, speak to the average American, you know, that, that most people don't realize about you that I think is really fucking important for people to understand is, Thank you. is the things that you've gone through to, to be where you're at. Uh, are are not fucking glamorous you know, Disney. They're not. No. You know they're 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 tough. They're uh, you've been through a lot of experiences that uh, that would break most people. And and I think 
a lot of times people in the positions, you know, maybe some of the other housewives, and, and I'm not judging any of them. I don't know them from a fucking can of paint. But Well, they've got their own stories, too. You, you know, know. But, but the fact is, is that you, you've been through way more than I think probably people realize. And, and I like that about this book is, is how it's laid out in terms of teaching that lesson. Can you um, kind of expound on, on what that was like the first time you flew back in a, in a private jet and landed across the street from where you were, were oh, getting my God. tips? So, uh, yeah, this is at Teterboro. We landed our Gulfstream. We, so great, right? (laughs) So we land the Gulfstream, and I could see to the right, on the right, um, you know, there's the access road, and we got in the car, and, you know, Tom is very cool. He's a a great guy. And the reason I've been married to Tom for 20 years is because he's like me. He scrounged, and he's made everything. You know, he's a kid from, you know, Westchester by LAX Airport, you know, just with a big dream and a really bright mind. So we drove past the first time we drove by Shakers, and I thought, holy shit, I used to work there. Like, yeah. you know, oh my God, like, should I say something? Should I? And I didn't. Yeah. And it was only like a couple of trips later, I'm talking like six months, a year later, I finally had the guts to say, I mean, Tom knew a lot of my story, but yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, as women, you kind of leave shit out, <laughs> yeah. you know, because yeah. I mean, well, even guys though this do the is, same shit. Yeah. I mean, even though this is my husband, <laughs> yeah. right? But you never know, like, yeah, by the way, you know, like I, yeah. I had told him, but I hadn't like told him. Yeah. And so when we drove by, I finally just said, you know what? Fuck it. Hey, T, guess what? By the way, you see this place right here? Yeah. I used to work there. And that's when he's like, hey, we got to go in there. Yeah. Stop the car. Let's turn around. I was <laughs> yeah. like, you're going to do what? <laughs> like, we're going to do what? Yeah. But I could see when we were in there, you know, Mike, like his eyes lit up. And I, I think that he knew my story. Yeah. But when you sit there and you actually witness it. Sure. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. It's very revealing. Yeah. How, how was was there any awkwardness in uh, in sitting there, or was it funny, or what? It was the afternoon with one lonely girl on the <laughs> stage. <laughs> one lonely girl and the smell of chicken grease in the back. No shit had changed. It was yeah. still ugly, terrible lighting, yeah. and she was still doing her thing. God bless her, wherever she may be. That one lonely girl. And you know what? We had a couple of beers, and then we got in the car and went. Went into the yeah. city. Yeah. Did you did you talk to her and say I used to fucking be here? No. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. She was just you know collecting her dollar. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, this is not the spearmint rhino. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. No, I know it. <laughs> no, that's that's a whole different level. Oh my god. Yeah. So speaking of of working there, that's where you met your first husband, correct? Or in that uh, in, in the, the same, city, I met yeah, that. Yeah. In, in the same type of environment, is that another Tom Club DJ? Yeah. Uh, you get, I don't know what it is with a guy's name, Tom, apparently, right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I know. I got three of them in my yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you get married, get pregnant at 20. Um, yes. But from from what I read in the book, and, and I'm not surprised, but it seems like you, you kind of very naturally took to being a mom without any type of, you know, real I didn't have guidance any, or... No, no brothers, no sisters, no one to really show me, but yeah. I just kind of figured it out. Yeah. One of the things I'm always curious about is that, you know, at that point in your life, how how uh, was being a mom at that age? Uh, how did, how did that change your perspective, generally speaking? Well, I'm glad I did it then and not now because mm. I was too dumb to realize the gravity of the situation. Yeah. You know, to think that I could be 20 years old, have a baby, and still perform and be, you know, um, and still chase my dreams and be married. Like, who the fuck thinks that that's possible <laughs> other yeah. than a dumb, dumb 20-year-old, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, I look back on myself. And I think, my God, you idiot. But um, it changes your perspective because, you know, now it's not just 
yourself you're thinking of, you're also thinking of your child. And, yeah. and that definitely pulls you back a little bit. You're not yeah. so you yeah. know free to run off or do whatever it is that you used to do before. Sure. And this is another thing, again, that I was uh, surprised to read, but, uh, but I was like, holy shit. It was back in 93, you know, you talk about pushing him in the stroller and, and, oh, yeah. and going around the World Trade Center. And, oh, like, yeah. that was one day because of the shitty weather you weren't there. Like, there's a good chance that, that you wouldn't be fucking sitting here right now had, right? Well, you know, I've, I've missed it twice. Yeah. And I'll tell you how I've missed it twice. I don't. It's not in the book because I didn't put it in there. So, yes, we lived in Battery Park City, and it was in February. And I did not take the baby that day because there was snow flurries. It was cold. And that was the first bombing in I know that, you know, if you've ever, you know when you've been in a bombing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know you when the, when the fucking foundation of the building sways and the percussive effect, you know that's a bomb. Yeah. But I missed it again on September 11th because, uh, it's kind of jumping head it, but Tom had a speech in Vegas and then we were going to go see a friend of ours who ended up being vice presidential nominee under Kerry. And he was running, he was, whatever, having a strategy meeting. We had the fl- reservations on the flight that went into the Pentagon. No shit. Yeah. So we didn't take we didn't take that flight. We ended up taking our plane, but I've missed it twice. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what, what, like, I've missed it twice. Yeah, I mean, what, so what does that? Uh, how does that affect your your perspective on? on well, I had a um, I had my first panic attack after. I know it sounds so silly and so trite, but when nine eleven happened and my son's. Uh, my ex-husband, they had to move from Battery Park City. I still mentally walk through the old World Trade Center because I never want to forget my hands on the turnstile doors. I never want to forget my hands on the subway. But, you know, that was a a big thing, you know, probably the first time in my life where I questioned my mortality, maybe. Yeah. You know, or brought it into view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially the fact that you pushed your son around, you know, in that same area and and missed it by, you know, because of weather. Because of the weather I missed it. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of a a whole thing. I've missed it twice. It's kind of bizarre. I know it. Um, (laughs) I can imagine you do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, having, having a son at at 20 and, you know, you'd been chasing your career at that point. So you had to put it on hold. How tough was, was that? I mean, obviously, like, it's one of those things you have no fucking choice, right? Like, Well, two th- Well, number one, I chose to have a baby, so there you go. Yeah. So, Erica, that's that's your choice. Yeah. But to say I missed it, I mean, that was I, I solely identified with my, my life and my career as a performer. So, of course, I missed it, and I wanted to do it again, yeah. you know, and I'm still doing it now at 47 years old, yeah. you know, tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I'm on stage tomorrow night, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. I know at the uh, – so back to uh, – you know, you, you spend several years kind of, you know, being being mom as a full-time gig, essentially. Um, but you start to get back uh, into, into you know, pursuing a career and in, in tackling some TV shows and movies. And that was one of the things, again, I, I didn't realize that, that you'd done as much acting as you had. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you just do small things here and there, and they all add up. I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that, uh, is that something that... In the grand scheme of your life, in today, you know today's day and age, or what you have going on now, that 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 set you up for success in terms of performing, in terms of the 100%. show. Hundred percent experience. All experience is good in that area. There's no bad experience when you're yeah. doing what you you know your skill set. Yeah. It's all a set of skills. Performing is a, is a skill set. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so that uh, definitely gave you some chops for now. One hundred percent. That uh, makes good sense. The um, what I what I found tough and, and I could empathize with you is that as as you know the, your son got a little bit older, 
and you you got to the point where you had the ability to you know to move to LA and and well I had to my back was against the wall it yeah. wasn't working I, I guess you know from a as a fellow parent you know what what was that that feeling like being away from your son and moving Horrible. to yeah can you it's can devastating you, talk about that? you know to think that you chose a better life that only you can see and something that you can only see in your mind's eye trust me it'll all work out I mean you can imagine how these people thought mm-hmm. my mother my grandmother my ex husband I think. You know, I think my ex-husband, my grandmother always knew I'd be fine. My mom was like, you know, she's going to work it out. My ex-husband probably thought I was a, a fucking maniac and just yeah. like, she's a lost cause. Yeah. Right. Who's winning now? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and I love you dearly, Tom, if you're listening. But um, but only I could see it. It was in my mind's eye. I know that sounds insane. And, mm-hmm. and to people who are listening are probably thinking, you know, this bitch is crazy. But I knew it was something that I had to do for the future. Yeah. So I gambled on myself yeah. and I did it. And um it worked out. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me. Not without struggle, though. Sure. I mean, but it was it was ugly, and it was hard, and it's hard to, to, you know, if I were a doctor, and I had an opportunity in Wisconsin, and I said to my family, you guys, I've got this great, you know, opportunity yeah. in Wisconsin, and I'm an MD, of course you would go, but sure. I'm a fucking performer. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And you have a small, you have a small son. Like, are you... Are you okay? Like, yeah. you know, like, what the fuck do you think? Does Everybody thinks that. Everybody yeah. thinks they're going to hit it. Everyone thinks that, that it's all going to work out. I was like, no, I'm telling you, yeah. this shit is going to work out. I mean, that's that's the only way to make shit happen. I mean, I can tell you, you know, similarly, I, I can't tell you how many how many people are like, you're fucking crazy, like, giving a job up at, at you know, in a corporate oil company and starting a dog company and, like... But you you followed your heart, yeah, yes? But, but similarly, I was like, yes. I, you know, I, I, the, I remove the safety net. There's no, like, I'm not taking no for a fucking answer. That's like, right. I'm going to make it happen, you know? Make it happen. Um, I will make a way. Yeah. Yes. Did that strain the relationship between you and, and your... Because you, you got Oh, married. it restrained the relationship yeah. between me and the world. Yeah. And, and the relationship with myself. Sure. I mean, it was probably some of the ugliest days of my life. Yeah. Um, but all of that is okay because that's all part of the journey yeah. and uh, not a popular choice. And had I been a man, I mean, I hate to say this, but had I been a man, I'd have been given a little bit more leeway. But because I was a woman leaving a child and people still like to give me shit for that. Sure. You know, you're fucking gold digger. You fucking ran off and left your kid. You, I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, society. <laughs> but that's just how it is. Yeah, that's just the way full, it is. Full of double standards, of you know, course. no doubt about it. And and I, you know, one of the things I find uh, there's double standards on both sides, which I means shit. That's a whole other podcast. That's a but, whole other podcast. But uh, so you 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 had a one of the things I, I found, you know, again, not necessarily surprising, but uh, as kind of the pieces, of the puzzle of your of your life come together in this book. I, I come to the realization that uh, it, it seemed like your grandmother was your mom and your mom was more like an older sister. This is true. Um, and so your your grandmother, which you refer to as Granby, drives you out to, to L.A. in the move. We had, so my grandmother, who I miss every day of my life, wherever you may be, I love you. She believed in me, Mike. And she said, I know Erica's going to pull it off. And um, they knew that I, as as outlandish as the plan sounded, they knew I was very disciplined. And that's the one thing I've always had is I've been incredibly disciplined. And that's the only thing that's ever gotten me through. So she and I took the most magical trip for five days. We did not turn on the radio and we drove across country from Thelma and Louise. Yeah, Very Thelma. (laughs) I miss my Thelma. Um, uh, we drove across country from yeah. Atlanta to Los Angeles, and she helped me get my first apartment for $500 yeah. a month in yeah. Hollywood, which is now 
uh, where my son is LAPD officer and yeah. patrols those same streets. So yeah. it's all fucking bizarre the yeah. way it comes around. Yeah, the full circle the aspect. The full circle is I bizarre. Know. I know. Yeah. And, and so, that, you know, again, like talking about the struggle and, and realizing, you know, the, the amount of, you know, hurdles that you've been through and mountains that you've climbed to, to get to where you're at. I, again, I think most people don't realize. Uh, but, you know, hearing the, the kind of the stories of, uh, you know, starting out and, and going to all these auditions and, and granted <laughs> LA was a little easier than New York in terms of the additions auditions, but, uh, but, you know, working in, is it pronounced Chasen's or Chasen's? Yeah, Chasen's, Chasen's, yeah, um, old school. But, you know, but, but being a waitress and, and, you know, Oh, I was a cocktail waitress yeah. and I used to wait on the wealthy yeah. and the semi-wealthy and the pretending to be wealthy <laughs> yeah. and celebrities. And yeah. I mean, I've waited on some legends as well. I mean, some people would walk through that door and I'd be like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I had the pleasure of waiting on the legendary Sid Charisse to me, who's like, you know, the ultimate of performers of all time. And that was a great thing. You know, I was out of the bar. I was definitely a step up from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, um, but yeah, and I, I, I learned a lot there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, the, one of the things that I, that I found humorous was the, the amount of fucking dirt that you had on people. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that, come, that came in there. Like, you know, people. I knew whose credit card got declined. Yeah, yeah. I knew who was banging the waitress out in the back. <laughs> yeah. I knew who was doing blow in the fucking uh, yeah. bathroom. Yeah. And when I would see these people, like yeah. when I married Tom and yeah. then I would see them out like at like, you know, like the country <laughs> yeah. club and shit like that. Yeah. They'd be like, hi, Eric. I'm yeah. like, hey, what's up? They, they had to kiss your fucking ass. Well, they were just quiet. Yeah. They were just very polite. They, didn't want they to piss never you off. they did not want to they didn't yeah, and it was only a few. Yeah. You know, but you know, LA's like that. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. So yeah, so speaking of time, so you, uh, he he comes in there normally and uh you you marry him. One of the things that having met Tom, I remember when I delivered Tiago and we all went out to dinner and yes. one of the things that I I, I could certainly relate to the things that that you, that you were attracted to him by. Not that I'm attracted to, yeah. to Tom, but I, I love the the ca the casualness of him uh, yes. and and how respectful he is to everybody. Yes, you know, like he, he doesn't treat anybody like the help. No, you know, and 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 that was one of the most refreshing things. As powerful and as brilliant and as successful and wealthy as he is, he's a good man. He, he treats everybody that you know like they're his best friend. You know, and to me, that's very valuable. Thank you, you know? for saying that. Yeah. That's very sweet of you. I appreciate that, and I'll be sure to make him listen to this part yeah, of it. Just this part. <laughs> we yeah. can just this yeah. part. Yeah, we'll isolate this clip. But but you know what? He is that guy, and that yeah. is one of the reasons that I am yeah. married to him and was you know so attracted to him is that through all of his accomplishments and. He's still a very down-to-earth person. Yeah. He's just a kid that grew up by the airport that happened to be a really fucking smart guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he seems like it. And uh, another thing that surprised me was was how, how easily you fell into kind of that, at first, that kind of supportive wife role. Yeah. That, that again, I think most people in seeing your persona, you know, the Erica Jane brand and, and per, you know personality that, that's on the show... For me, I found it uh, very, very refreshing, um, you know, that, that you kind of take that stance on a little bit more of a traditional, like, you know, hearing about you laying his clothes out and making sure, sure. that shit's taken of care of. It, well, me, he's my guy. I yeah. want him to look good. And if he doesn't look good, then I don't look yeah. good. But I, I, I'm I, not I, doing my fucking job if yeah. he's not squared away. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's just, I mean, that's my, that's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. But I, I think in today's day and age, there's a lot less of that, you know, and, and again, I think, to me, what, what I, I really appreciate and respect about, uh, you know, what you bring to the table from, from a platform standpoint is, is saying, 
hey, motherfucker, you can do both. Like you can be yes, your, you can. you can be your own woman and support your Not husband. Not without conflict. Sure. I mean, we have conflict. Yeah. That, that is true. You know, listen, he, he wants his wife home sometimes, yeah. but the problem was he showed me how to do this and he didn't think I was, I'm his best <laughs> yeah. student. <laughs> so yeah. he, he showed taught, me a little too much. Too well. He taught me a little too yeah. well and showed me a little too much of the playbook and then yeah. gave me the ball and I ran for the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. and he hadn't seen me since. Yeah. No, I know it. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and one of the quotes that uh, that you put in here that I thought was very poignant was, uh, you know, especially in being married to a guy like like Tom, as successful and, and powerful as he is, is not being uh, lost in the shadow of a powerful man. Yeah. Uh, and your friend Travis from from high school, yes. when he when he told you to get the fuck off the bench, if you could kind of yep. share that story of of when you transferred from being in his shadow and supportive to. So going back to my friend Travis, who. Um I grew up within Atlanta. Travis was um, probably one of the most brilliant dancers I've ever seen in my life. And from the time we were very young, we went to performing arts high school in inner city uh, Atlanta. Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah Woo-hoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast with firsthand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Public school, Northside High. He was so good and so gifted that by the time he was 17 he was or 18, he was on the road with Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's just that, that guy. guy. Yeah. Right. So and he's toured the world and done everything there was. And then... Um, Literally, a invitation came in the mail to a, a show that one of Tom's wives, Tom's friend's wives, was doing, and it said directed by Travis. And I picked up the phone. I was like, "What are you doing with this project?" I was like, "Oh, I just directed this for this girl." But more importantly, what are you doing? Yeah. And I said, "I'm not doing anything. I'm shopping on Rodeo Drive. What are you talking about? I'm posted <laughs> up, man. Like, you know, I'm not doing anything." And he was like, "You know, it's possible for you to be performing again." And I really wanted to hear that. And I really wanted, you know, I missed that part of myself because I had become Tom's wife. And I am completely and totally grateful for everything that Tom has ever fucking given me, shown me, taught me, whatever you can say, um, provided for me. But there was also a sense that, you know, you or I feel this way, and maybe this isn't a popular stance, you can become a little too absorbed with your husband's career sure. and start to identify with them solely and lose who you are. Yeah. And when Travis said, why don't you perform again? Why don't, why don't you do some things? I was like, yeah, why don't I? Yeah. You know, I can, I can only 
walk around. I can only work out so many times a day. I can only get so many fucking facials. I can only go to the plastic <laughs> surgeon so many times. No, literally. I mean, yeah. I know it sounds trite, and it's hard for the listener to understand, but this is really where I was. Yeah. You know, and then I just said, you know what, fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm throwing my hat back in the ring. I'm, I'm coming off the bench. Like, yeah. I need to rediscover who I am at my yeah. core, who I was up until this point where I started to get into this wealthy coma. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, I wasn't challenged, Mike. No, I know what I mean. And that is not cool. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the entire, um, you know, the meaning of life, it's one of the most common questions that I ask when I, when I do speaking engagements and things. I start out with that. It's purpose. You know, and, and to me, especially given, I, I think there's a there's an element of the human condition that needs struggle and, and misery. You know, it's got to be scaled and, and appropriate. To I say you, opposition. You know, yeah. I hate the word misery. Yeah. <laughs> opposition. But I mean, you, you've got to be challenged. You, know? you have to have the challenge. Yeah, and, and, you and have I, to have the challenge. Yeah, and especially given the background that you had of, of having such a challenging childhood. Performance driven. Yeah. You Imagine know. your dogs that you have, like your, yeah. your your former working dogs. How bored are they? Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're not getting stimulated, they're, they're gonna you know, yeah, they lose somebody, their fucking right? Yeah, okay. they lose their, they're their fucking yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. Okay, yeah. I was a working dog that ain't yeah. working no more. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I needed to go get back in the game. I had to get out the kennel. I had to get out the kennel. Yeah, um, this bitch needed out the kennel. <laughs> so the uh, the reinvention of yourself, uh, the, the pretty mess coin yeah. phrase, which uh, I, I thought was awesome with the license Thanks. plate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a great picture of Tiago next to the uh, the oh, Lambo with it. the pretty mess license plate, which is fucking great. But one of the, I wanted to read another excerpt that sure. uh, that kind of exemplifies you being an escape uh, for people. Oh, good. Uh, so we just wrote it down. Then I was thinking about all the different roles you have to play as a woman. Sometimes you're a temptress. Sometimes you're a princess. Sometimes you're a pretty mess. I wrote it out first as a poem. Everything you see, you want. Everything I am, I bought. It speaks to the facade of Erica Jane as a character, something that was still in its infancy when I was thinking about it, but it always had the notion of fantasy, love, and escape. Fantasy, love, and escape, glitz, glamour, and fun. Those six words are the set pieces that support the illusion of Erica Jane. In every song, every performance, every video, and every costume, it all comes back to those six concepts. So I have to ask, I mean, to me, like, that's what everybody is fucking looking for in their daily lives. Is, I is think an so. Escape, you know? Is escape. And so what does that mean to you to be an escape for so many fucking people? Because you uh, are. I thank you. I, I, I like to escape, and please come escape with me. I think that you know life is hard. It it it's full of opposition. It's full of you know struggle. Um, I wanted to escape into a world of freedom. I wanted to express myself without uh, condition. I wanted to be able to say things that you know people only thought. I wanted to express myself. Um, I wanted to be sexually liberated and all this kind of stuff. And it, it just it just you know I don't know. I just I was fucking ballsy, and I put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I just well, did it. Yeah, well, and, and that's one of the neat things that I, I saw a parallel with even this podcast and uh, and what you went through is as you were creating the Erica Jane persona, mm -hmm. there was... And it is a persona, and thank you for saying yeah, that, because sure. so many people think that, you know, there's a part of it that it's a costume, like it's a uniform, sure. it's, it's, it's a persona. You put it on, and then you put her away. Sure. I'm not hurting it. You know, so many people, when they watch the show, they want to say, oh, you know what? You're fucking crazy. Like, you have to, you know, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's a performance persona. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and, and I think, from again, from reading the book, is that one of the the reasons why I think you, you were so successful in being able to create that is that there was no creative interference. Right. Uh, like, that was the key to your success, is yes. that you didn't have... 
There was no corporate restraints. Or, yeah, there was no bullshit. And, no restraints. And, and that's why, that's actually why I love the Mic Drop podcast so much is similarly like, you know, it's not CBS, it's not CNN, it's no, not it's Fox. Mike. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't that's have Mike anybody Ritlin. telling me anybody what the fuck to do. And, and you know, so I, 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 I can, um, I guess, see that parallel between, uh, you know, you going through that process and, and a lot of people, you know, myself included again with, um, with being able to do that. What, what, uh, impact did that have in terms of your ability to, to capitalize on that? Well, I learned how to monetize it and here yeah. I am now yeah. and it's great. Yeah. Crushing um, it. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and thanks. And there's more to come. Yeah. Um, there's great, uh, there's great freedom in in being yourself, and and I gotta I ha- I have to say thank you to Tom for you know um, believing in me, underwriting me, and then um, you know really supporting me because I don't know of a lot of husbands that would have put up with this shit. Yeah, but I I don't know a lot of wives that put up with him either. But <laughs> <laughs> just, Tom's a, not gonna listen. To that's that a two way fucking street, baby. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I think that you're right. When you don't have constraints, when you're allowed to create from a, a pure place, and that's what I did. I just created from yeah, the heart. And, yeah. and I, whatever it was, it was. Whether I failed. What, I didn't have expectations. It was pouring out of my soul. Yeah. It was just, and it is what it is. And it's not, listen, I'm not going to change the world, and it's not considered high art, but I'll tell you what, it's fucking coming from my heart. Yeah. And that's all that's important. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think to me, the, the biggest thing that uh, that's lacking in uh, in our society and the planet, for that matter, is authenticity. Authenticity. You know, and, and so... Just be yourself. It's yeah. enough. I yeah. promise you. Yeah. And that's what people are looking for. Um, they can feel it. Yeah. And they can smell it. And especially now, like on social media, yeah. I mean, you know, the end user is very savvy, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, they know yeah. who's bullshitting and who isn't. Sure. Yeah. And, and so much of it is a, uh, is a, is a brochure, you know? Absolutely. But, and as a, another really good life lesson, I think for everything, uh, for everyone rather, uh, that I think most people don't think applies to you. Um, <laughs> again, like I, I saw a lot of those examples in here, but uh, but this is one that I tell people all the time. And again, you really read this book. I fucking yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you really. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. It's so sweet of uh, you to read my book. Well, I mean, uh, here's that my take: really is kind. that I, I'm not going to waste your time. You know, like to well, me, I, that, as somebody who's been interviewed on my books, nothing pisses me off worse. Then, then when somebody's like, oh, you wrote a fucking book, tell me about it. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, no, why don't you, why tell, don't me you tell me about it? Why don't you ask me yeah, a question? You know, um, but here's one of the things that I that I tell a lot of people, and I, and I found, very again, very refreshing in seeing that you've gone through this and, and um, you know, were able to to put this forward to everybody. I had to get un- I had to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Mm. You really have to live and breathe in those moments because that's where growth is. The growth isn't when things are good, it's when it's horrible and you stay in it. You improve when you're unsure and it's a struggle. We all have to look stupid and feel like shit in order to evolve. You know, again, to me that that's That has to parallel your training. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. I mean, that's it, it's thre- it's building thresholds, stress thresholds. I mean, that's the name of the game with dog training. Is that right? It, absolutely it is. You know, no different than working out or, or anything is that, you know, you've got to you've got to have the ability to uh, to to scale and and strategically increase your ability to take certain certain amounts of stress and pressure. That's right. That's how you build a dog up in terms of apprehending people that want to fucking kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no different than in life is that you know there's there's calculated and scaled amounts of stress that, that actually build you up and build your confidence. And every every performance, even the performance I'm going to give tomorrow, yeah. you know, um, which I'm already thinking about. 
I treat every performance, whether it was two people or two billion, like it was the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, that's just who I am inside. Yeah. Uh, I will never change. Yeah. I stress over the most mundane shit. Yeah. Um, and it is in those moments when you are uncomfortable, when you are hitting the wrong notes, when you are out of sorts, when you're on the wrong, when you're going the wrong way, when you look like an ass, when you look fat because you haven't been training, when your costume isn't right because whatever. You know, those are the moments that you learn from. Yeah. And those are the moments that you really buckle down and you go, okay, I have, to, I have two choices here. Yeah. You're either going to work this out or you're going to go fucking hang your head as a failure yeah. and go home. Yeah. Yeah. And I refuse. Yeah, fucking hero or zero moment. You're right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, your first album, Pretty Mess, um, I love that you equate it to a, a, in quote, wobbly fawn trying to stand. Yeah. Uh, but I see a lot of similarities in, in all walks of life when you look back at when you first start out things and you're like, I mean, I, I know even with my, my training book, like there's times where I'll look through it and I'm like, Christ, I can't believe I put that fucking, but that's in, okay. you know, yeah, but we all start somewhere. Yeah. What, what did that teach you in terms of, of looking back on it now? And that and, you have to have the balls to start. Yeah. That nothing happens if you don't have the balls to put it out there yeah. and, and own it. And then it's really one foot in front of the other and you have to stay disciplined and you have to stay focused. Yeah. And um, that's okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm never ashamed of where I've come from or, or if I've failed or if I've choked or anything like that. Yeah. That's all part of what will happen tomorrow and the next day and the next yeah. day. You yeah. know, you can pretty much throw anything at me now. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I got somewhat of a plan to yeah. solve this issue. Yeah. 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 Or you've seen it before. I've seen it before. Yeah. Yep. There's uh, a workaround. There's yeah. always a way I can get it done. Yeah. Oh, I know it. <laughs> And again, another, I think, really good life lesson, not just for, for women in the shadows, but uh, it kind of tells a bigger story of, of just getting after it um, is, the, is the next excerpt I'm going to read here. And, and I promise this is the last one. Not That's to, okay. Um, I like to say that without Erica Jane, Erica Girardi would just be another rich bitch with a plane. <laughs> that is true. After all of those years of living Tom's life, there was nothing more I could buy. There were no clothes collections, no garages full of cars, no amount of anything that was going to bring me the level of satisfaction that I have today. Without my project, I would have been relegated to a life of shopping, sitting on a few charity boards of no consequence, and standing silently by my husband's side, full of unrealized potential. That was what I was expected to do. Instead, I do what I love. I create. Even more than anyone else needed, Erica Jane needed to escape. I did. Yes, you know, I, I stand by that a hundred percent. That yeah, is true. Yeah, and and again, I think it just uh, for for people out there listening is that you know I think I, I know a lot of people don't realize you know some of these things about you that they, if they just watch the show they haven't read the book that um, you know that don't realize uh, that about you but but on kind of a broader spectrum is that for everybody out there is is that if you have a dream fucking chase it I mean, absolutely you know and chase it like it's your last to your last drop but here's the thing um you know people think money makes you happy and it does it cures the immediate needs you know the lights aren't going to go off and shit like that the car's not getting repossessed but it also gives you a chance when you have money to sit there and really think about who you are as a person and what are you doing and you know how do you really feel about this like what else is there for you and i turned to creating which is what i knew to do and i just I did that, and that's what made me happier than yeah. buying out anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean purpose and, and feeling like you're making a difference is what makes people happy. Yeah, you know? whether you're, you know, I mean, whether you're 
no matter what you're doing. Yeah. And everybody's different. Yeah. Um, so as you get into the, the performance career, um, I love the the importance, or if you can speak to kind of the importance of hiring Mikey Minden, but all, <laughs> but also the importance of, of staying true to who you are. And this really resonated with me because you, you didn't listen to that big music industry veteran that told you to fucking chill out and, and you know, regulate some of your, your persona. I, I run into the same thing, like, you know, things I talk about on here and then the way I swear and, and some of the... Oh, my mouth is the worst. Yeah, you know, but but I'm the Which same why way. why we're friends. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but... Um, if you can talk about kind of just the real, I know he's one of your best friends. He's he's kind of a. He's a, uh, you know when I so when I met Mikey he was twenty four years old and um, wild and probably the closest thing to Bob Fosse that I've ever seen and uh, here with me tonight in Dallas because we're fucking giving a show tomorrow and Mikey pushed me in a way pushed boundaries you know. If I had an idea, he was like, yes, that's a great idea, but why don't we go further? Mikey encouraged, he was one of those people, I don't know if you've had this in your life, Mike, that, you know, they collaborate with you and they go, but you know, there's more here and you should really go for that. And yeah. he really propelled me in that way. And and I was able to become a stronger, more confident performer and personality, um, if you will, because of him. Sure. Yeah. And uh, we're ve- very, we're very, very close. Yeah. No, I mean, he sounds like that, uh. Almost, almost amused in certain ways, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a, a confidant, and somebody that's uh, you know been a life-altering relationship for yeah. for all the good reasons. I do have to ask: Does he always refer? Does he always call you bitch? Yes, and it's great, <laughs> and that's okay. You look bitch. You're gonna yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but that's how we speak. You yeah. know, but that's a term of endearment. Yeah. I'm sure that you have some. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, no, you motherfucker, know. Or ass, oh, yeah, I mean, you I know, get, cocksucker, whatever. Yeah. Like that's who we are, and. Um, that's our relationship. Yeah, no, I love it. It's uh, it's it's you you can see it. I mean, you you get that feeling in the book of how important he is to you, and he, and he seems like an amazing guy. Having yeah, he's met a great him. guy. He's yeah, he's he's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a, a huge connection with Erica Jane and in, in your performance uh, career to the gay community. One of the things that I um, it seemed like it seemed it seemed like a parallel was kind of that because you don't give a fuck, you are who you are, you embrace it mentality. If you could kind of explain to, uh, you know, to that, that symbiotic relationship and, and why you're so popular. I mean, I'm assuming that's the, a big reason. Is there anything else to it? Well, I was raised in the arts and, um, you know, how I came up was whoever was good got the job. Like if you were skilled, you were skilled. It didn't matter what color you were, mm-hmm. what, you know, sexual orientation you were, were you gay, straight, black, white, whatever, rich, poor, whatever. If you were good, you were good. You got the got the role yeah and i have you know gay people are my friends my family my mentors my teachers um and you know being in the arts they kind of are the cutting edge of the creators and that's who i grew up with and and you know the lgbtq communities had a hard time and and they have drawn this incredible inner strength and I drew from that, yeah. you know, and they propelled me in a way. And so my, my relationship with the LGBT community goes back to the time I was in children's theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way back. Yeah. Way yeah. back. Yeah. Seems like you get I didn't jump on the bandwagon cause it was, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. shit. Now, these are, these are my, these are my dearest friends, yeah. my family, my friends. Yeah. yeah. That's a, it's, it's a neat, uh, neat relationship in terms of, uh, you know, how, how popular you are, I guess, within... Uh, I think that you know, they like my, uh, 
you know, my sense of a little rebelliousness. Yeah. Like, this is who I am. This yeah. is who I am, and I'm good enough. And, yeah. and you know, I think that the LGBTQ community has fought very hard to say, hi, we're, we're great, you know. Yeah. Stop trying to fucking change us. We're yeah. fabulous. Yeah. I hear you. Um, moving on to, you know, kind of chronologically going through your, your performing career as, as Erica Jane morphs into uh, and then getting into the Housewives, which we'll get into in a minute. But probably the one of the neater parts because of my background and reading in the book was was when you perform for the troops. I know for me and, and for for a lot of us is that, you know, the the experience of being deployed or, or just whether it's forward deployed on a ship, whether it's in a, an opera forward operating base in the Middle East, you know, what what have you is that there's there's a an element of, you know, most of that job is is just riddled with I couldn't imagine with that, chaos child. and stress and, and, and the threat of real violence, you know, that, that, that persists around your, your, your life 24 seven. And when, when people like you come over and, and give, give us as troops, um, a, an escape, you know, you, you have a recurring theme of being an escape for the LGBT community for, yeah, know, I'm an escape artist, house, yeah, yeah, housewives that, artist. that are, are fucking miserable, but for troops is the same thing is, is, that, is right? that you know no different than when you go to a movie and and you have two hours of just not having to worry about a fucking thing is right. that that's what you know when when you guys come come perform is that's what it provides and to me it was just it was really cool having sat through some performances you know having been deployed and, and seeing that is, is how big of a of a deal uh, it is for us because i know you guys don't have to do it it's not like you're making jack shit to do it um, well that's not I mean, why i was there yeah but but that's my point though is yeah, that is yeah. that there's a lot of celebrities and, and performers that don't do that shit. And I do it again, by you know, the way. Yeah. I do it again. It was one of the greatest few days of my life, Mike. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, the, the 4th of July on Steel Beach on the USS Enterprise, if you can, I know it was 127 degrees, if you can kind of If I can that do story. that. Yeah. Do you know that I rely on that performance yeah. a lot? So we're on Enterprise. So this is, this is okay, so this is how this happened. Tom comes home to me and, and, and he says, hey, uh, you're going to go do this thing in the Middle East. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, my husband, it just... He's insane. And I go, what are you talking about? There's this guy I know. He does this thing, and you're going to go perform. And I was like, well, Tom, I need more information. Like, I don't know anything about this. Anyway, I end up on flight deck of Enterprise, Steel Beach, and no one's paying attention to me and my girls performing, but it is 127 (laughs) degrees. You know what's even funnier is I had a – this is so stupid. I'm going to tell you this. I had had a nose job like six weeks earlier, so I had two fucking black eyes. (laughs) So it was kind of – but it was the greatest – show of my life and it was the greatest performance it was probably the most challenging physically and mentally and we had a chance to sit with the young men and women on the enterprise and our liaison took us down and why they joined the navy and i mean like that i can't even talk about it because i'll start crying here some of those stories of there were no jobs at home it was some very real shit. Yeah. Very real shit. No, I, I know it. I, Sorry. Uh, no, I, I, I don't mean to, to choke up on you, yeah. but that was probably, that's when you realize, you know what, Erica? You really live a blessed life. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, to me, I, uh, having been in that position and, and same thing, like I, I remember serving with guys that, I was just like, holy fuck. Holy you know? shit. Like, like, yeah, I mean, the shit that they've been through and why they're here and, 
and there's a million of them, but I, I just, I, to me, I, I, it resonated with me. Sorry, obviously. I didn't mean to break down. No, no, Sorry. I, I didn't mean to drag that out of you, I guess. But I, I just, I, for me, it was, it was really, really powerful and neat to read that, that, uh, that you did, A, you did that and how big of a deal it was to, you know. It was, it was hey, like, and our uh, Admiral Carter, who drug me around and gave me like a, a naval history lesson, he's like, hey, come here, I'm going to teach you some Navy history. I was like, yeah. okay, and showed me all these <laughs> things. And then we had to go to the little museum inside Enterprise, and I guess it was like a massive fire. Enterprise. So we, I, I got the whole thing. Yeah. What do you want to know about the Navy? I yeah. know. But anything you want to know, I know. Yeah. The, but yeah, it was, well, it was a special four days for yeah. sure. And the uh, and some of your crew got got the full benefit of sleeping in the. In the oh, you know, bed. I didn't. Yeah. but they you did. Got, you got the. I got the suite. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I I was I I slept somewhere differently. But yeah, they slept. Uh, they got the. It was fucking hot on that yeah. thing. No, yeah. it's fucking miserable on a ship. Miserable. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. People don't realize how miserable yeah. that is. Oh, it's fucking sardines in there, and you smell diesel fuel, and the AC breaks, and it. There was no AC. Yeah, yeah. If that was AC, they yeah. had a. That's not, and yeah. that, and that was her last cruise, I guess. Is it yeah. called? Yeah. 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 So they put yeah. her away. <laughs> yeah. She was old. Decommissioned. Yep. So on a lighter note, uh, thanks so, for making me uh, break down uh, on your podcast. My, my apologies. Uh, who am I kidding? I'm not fucking sorry. Good. The uh, the the big pivot, and, and again, I can relate to this and doing online training and, and pivoting to the podcast and things like that. Is that the big pivot to housewives? So it seems like singing and performing kind of had lost its luster for you a little bit. You kind of well, I had quit. Yeah, you'd done everything you wanted to do, and I had done everything I wanted. I, I could have done, and I couldn't see. A, I couldn't see. I didn't know what was next. There was nothing else left yeah. to do. I'd run out of sideline, if you will. Yeah. You know, I had done everything, and then yeah. If if you can just kind of walk walk the listener through that that pivot to to now, you know, getting picked up with Housewives and what that was like. So I had done every show, like you know, even these crazy shows, <laughs> and, um, all over the world. I mean, I've been everywhere, and there was no more music to make. There was not another performance to give. I was kind of stuck in this purgatory and had basically, I quit and I didn't tell anybody. And I kept it to myself. This friend of mine was like, hey, I want you to meet this, he's really huge, um, manager. And I've always remained anonymous. And um, I had this meeting with him. He's like, yeah, I know who you are. You can like, you know, go spend some more money, make some more records. But, you know, this is not going anywhere. He goes, you know what you need? You need a pivot. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, yeah. quit? You so know, he didn't like, give you a specific example. No, he's like, you know what? You need that pivot. You need that pivot in your life. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck? So I, I get in the car and I go home. I've had it. Like, I'm sitting in, I can tell you what I was wearing. I was wearing my black jumper. And I was sitting in my son's room. I think he was at work. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, Erica. Like, you've, you've done enough. You've created enough. You've done everything you wanted to do. Forget it. Like, go to school. You know, or whatever. I don't know. And then, like, Less than two weeks after that, Housewives happened. Yeah. And it was just a random thing. It was so very random at my friend's house, and she was sick, and she, I was talking to her, and she looked at me, and she goes, you know what you need to do? You need to be on the show with me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there I was, and life reopened. It, yeah. The whole thing, it's like it burst at the seams. Yeah. yeah. One of the, and again, I, after you explain it, I'm like, fuck, that makes actually a lot of sense, but I, I laughed again. 
I thought it was a funny comparison of, of comparing housewives to pro wrestling. It is. You know, if, if you can uh, kind of go, th- go well, off. Well, they're villains. Yeah. There's, there's your good guys. There's your villains. I've been a villain. Yep. Um, there's, we, don't, we have everything with wrestling except for pyrotechnics. Yeah. You know? so, but <laughs> well, that's coming next that's year. That's coming next year. But there's drama. There's good guys. There's bad guys. There's costumes. There's over-the-top you know, uh, scenarios. And so, yes, you know, men have wrestling and women have housewives yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you have your favorites yeah. and you, you root yeah. for your favorites and there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, it's an obvious double-edged sword. There's, you know, pros and cons of reality TV, but what, what I, I thought was neat and, and kind of revealing was that, you know, you say ultimately it's fucking business. Uh, yes. but, but you know, can you kind of speak to the personal impact of that, of that double-edged sword that is reality TV? Cause I think a lot of people that, that watch and are supporters are like, that's oh, fucking, you know, you're lucky and whatever, but there's, well, you there's, are lucky, but there's a negative. Lucky. There's a negative. Here's the thing. The, the negative is, is, is that people expect that, that you are 100% what you are portrayed on as a TV show. And they don't understand that at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yeah. So yes, you're seeing truth and yes, you're also seeing it through, you know, it's a she, it's a TV show. Yeah. Never forget that. If I was going to make like a documentary, it'd look completely different. Yeah, but the, I guess the thing that uh, that at least for like me thinking of me being in that position or trying to project myself into that position is the like you don't get to pick. You know what what gets aired and what's like you. Oh, look, I have you look no like shit, listen. I go to, if I go if I if I if I look like shit and I've looked like shit and I've like you know reacted to somebody and been mean to them, then I got to roll with that because yeah. that's the way it is. The only thing you you can't um, say you just got to you got to take it on the chin. Yeah, you just got to take it on the chin. Do you, do you get uh, used to the cameras being there? Or is it yeah, well, that's the danger is that you yeah. do get used to it and then you start fucking up and saying how you really feel. <laughs> Yeah. No filter. Yeah. yeah, no, because you can pull your punches when you're in control. But if you have a couple of drinks and forget the cameras are there, then you start really, yeah. yeah. I've gotten in that position too. I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not good either. Sure. Yeah. There's somewhere in the middle, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll get back to the housewives, but during that time, you, you sign on with Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Um, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but the, it seems between reading and just thinking about it, it seems like a real kick in the in the lady balls in your case um, from your description and, and, and what have you. But I found it interesting in that the way you describe it is that, you know, from the competition aspect, it's way more about the people and their story than it That's is right. the actual dancing. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Well, I think that it's both. And, and um, it, it is a show about people. It is a show about struggle and competition and overcoming and learning and discipline and all of those things set to the backdrop of dance. Yeah. Set to the backdrop with costumes and stuff like that. They really want to get to know who you are. You know, it's like all shows. They want to peel back those layers of the onion and expose, yeah. you know, why do you do what you do? Who, who who are you really at your core? Yeah. And then express that through dance. Yeah. Well, I, I think... Uh, and you know me, I'm an ass. So I was just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fighting to the natural. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, it seemed like the biggest learning experience in kind of dovetailing onto that is that you say there is such a thing as being too much wo- woman. Yeah. Is that, you know, that seemed to be kind of your downfall is that they. Well, yeah. You know, they wanted Erica Jane. And then when they got her, they called her trashy. Yeah, and then I was raunchy. like, well, yeah, raunchy. Excuse yeah. me, raunchy. Yeah. Same thing in my brain. Yeah. But yeah, they called her raunchy. And I thought, Oh man, this is where it's going. Yeah. This is where it's going. Like you know, did I overplay my hand, or did they, or is this was this is this the way it was going to be? Like yeah. you know, what I do wrong instead yeah. of just going out and having a good time dancing to my song "Expensive," which is 
hilarious in my brain, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was a little raunchy. I was like, but wait a second. The other people just did the same thing yeah. we did. They, you didn't call friend. them raunchy. As a matter of yeah. fact, they did a lot more than I did. But somehow or another, I was, I was yeah. raunchy. But yeah. it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, overall, you know, looking back on it, one of the things you say in there is that you didn't like who you became during that. I did not. Uh, what, what, uh, what can you say about that? I was very short-tempered. I was very um, emotional in a way that I don't like... Um, I was taking it personally, and it shouldn't have been personal. It should have. I should have taken it a little bit more light, yeah, lightly, and I should have been a little bit more. Uh, I should have enjoyed the process more, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have really cared when I got cut or you know, or anything like that. Instead, I I wanted to do a good job, and I wanted to nail it, and that gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. What, what is the schedule like? Oh, that's an everyday. That's a seven, six days, seven day. That's all day, six days. All fucking day. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah. She's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah, you're brutal. I've never been in better shape. No shit. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. even with the reversals. I was tight, yeah. like tight. <laughs> Taut. I mean, Taut I like was, I was strong and tight. Yeah. 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 Almost a little too strong. Yeah. Do you, uh, looking back on it now, what's? Uh, but emotionally, I was a wreck. Yeah. Are you glad you did it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that you, it's one of those mountains you have to climb again. Yeah. You know, it's one of those challenges that I enjoy putting myself in situations that are uncomfortable. I enjoy seeing how I react and I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay to fail. I don't like it, but I will do it because I feel like there's something to be gained from that. Yeah. Yes. I think it's, you know, again, it's just uh, rec- that recurring theme of good learning experiences. Yeah. Um, and, and, I'm, and my life is richer for it. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. What am I going to say? No. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that, that you mentioned there that I'm, I'm going to clear up is I think you're cute. Uh, since you say <laughs> in your book, nobody will ever say that about you. I'm going to go ahead cute. and do the first Thank you, say. baby. Um, moving back to the uh, to the, the some of the housewives things, I have a few questions that I wanted to uh, oh, yes. just throw at you. I know some of them maybe you can do answer. Do you watch Housewives? Can. Be honest. You're not I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't watch TV. Thank period. God. So, okay, good. Because I was going to say, uh, what's the fucking deal with Dorit? Right. You know what? Dorit is insane, but great. Not not insane. That's not fair. Um, you know, she's she's a good time. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, people sometimes I, you know, we didn't we didn't have a good we didn't start off on the right foot, but we're getting along right now, so we're she's okay. Yeah. I mean Dorit <laughs> could walk in here and sit on my face and I wouldn't know who it is. So I I'm, That's you know, great. So. Well there we can, well you might after. You never know. You might like it. So there yeah. you go. But the uh some of the elements of, of the show, though, I, I think, you know, I've, I've watched clips and, you know, again, like I don't like to come underprepared to, to any. I can thing. tell. But uh, but w- would you call her a, a friend at this point? Yes. I know there's a lot of. We, yeah, we had. A, I just was with her last night yeah. uh, and we're we're friendly. Yeah, yeah. I, I like watching Dorit grow and watch her get back into the swimwear business. And, and I like watching all of my friends on the show spread their wings. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. We're all business women and we're all working. And I love to see that about yeah. us. One of the most popular questions that uh, that I know people want to ask, and again, I don't know how much of this you can get into, and you'll you'll tell me to fuck off, I have no doubt. But does uh, does the, the production of the entire process, do they set scenarios no. up? It's all organic. It's organic. That's why you see me lose it. Yeah. I get pissed. That's you, why I look like a jerk. Yeah. You know, because I can't, even you, Meryl Streep on her best day couldn't come up with some of this shit. Yeah. Like some <laughs> of the reactions to things, yeah. I, I mean, 
And you never know. The thing about housewives is you never know where it's coming from. Yeah. Like the night could be going great, like you and I right now, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of us something will happen and it's on. Yeah. It's just kind of it's bizarre. It's yeah. a bu- it's a bizarre experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I, makes you fast though. It makes you quick study. Yeah. And you are net. Your head is on a swivel. Yeah. Well, the the abundance of estrogen will do that. No, oh, no two ways about God. it. Is there a housewife that uh, that's the most inviting? It seems like Lisa Renna, you have probably the best relationship I love with. Lisa Renna. I miss my friend Yolanda who brought me on the show. I'm good friends with Kyle. Yeah. Um, you know, I've we've I like all the I like all the women for very specific reasons. Yeah. Each, is there one that you kind of uh, buttheads with the yeah. most, or, or well, both, both. You know, get get along with the best and buttheads with the most. I talk to Lisa Rinna a lot, yeah. um, but and I've really enjoyed getting to know Denise this year. She's cool. I like everybody, you know. Yeah. But you know, there there are times when I I would you know want to like kill them all. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that they want to kill me most of yeah. the time yeah. too. I, I, as noticing what's on the back of your phone. Oh, you're a cunt. <laughs> you're a cunt. Yes, you're yeah, a cunt, yeah. yeah. Is it just a little friendly reminder? That's just a friendly reminder to anybody that's watching me on the phone. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, yeah, that's just who yeah, I am. What can I say? You're a cunt. It. So kind of a follow-up with Dorit. The, the first season she started the whole Pantygate yeah. thing uh, with PK, did a lot of lying. The last season uh, you seemed to become friends with her, but she still did a lot of lying. How How do you really feel about her at this point? Like, is there a... A dichotomy with that, or yeah, you know, you accept people for for what they are, and she's um, she's out there trying to make it just like everybody else, yeah. you know. And so, when it comes my way, and if I have something to say about it, I'll say it. You know, I'm not yeah. one to, you know. I just saw them last night, and they were very friendly and very sweet. So it's a day by day thing. Yeah, you know, I will react to you the way you react to me. Sure, it's on. It's always on you. I will rule. give you the girl that you want. Yeah. Like if you're cool, we're cool. Yeah. You want to be a dick. Let's I, let's get it on. You know, you're the mirror. I will mirror you. Is yeah. that what that is? Mirroring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I do the same thing with dogs. Like if, if that, they I, come out of the gate wanting a shot at the title, like let's get it let's on. Dance let's then, let's you know? do this but, right. Uh, if they're neutral, I'm neutral. I'm neutral. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're, yep. If you're sweet, I'm yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, what is your and Teddy's friendship like at this point? Really good. Really good. Yeah, really good. We're actually getting along really well. Yeah. Um, what do you? I ha- think she finally understands. Yeah. Who, a little bit of who I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a lot. I, yeah. You know, it's a lot to take. I get yeah. it. What uh, What do you think of, of the new housewife, Denise Richards? I, I think know she's you... a good time. Yeah. You know how I know she's a good time? Because she drinks her tequila neat at like <laughs> noon. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, shit. She, she, no, no, she was married to Charlie Sheen, so. <laughs> I mean, do you need to say, can you what follow you up need? that? Yeah. 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 Can you follow that up? Yeah. No. Denise yeah. is cool. She just got married to a really nice guy, Aaron, and... um. I was texting with her this morning. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah she's a nice, nice girl. Yeah. Uh, is there a housewife that uh, on both ends of the spectrum that you like the most or, or dislike the most? I'm sure it, it changes. Or I mean, they're right now they're all kind of in the good pile. Right now I'm not really butting heads with anybody. Um, you know, we... I would like to say we fight like sisters, but I don't have sisters, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah right now everything is is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I can't get I can't give away too much plot. <laughs> I can't. Speaking it's of it, all fucked up, yeah. babe. I just uh, can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, is there any tidbit that you can uh, that you can give us that no one knows it's coming, or is that? It's about dogs. It's about dogs. <laughs> no shit. 
<laughs> I think it Does Tiago make a fucking cameo? Maybe you know, one? you know he's the star yeah, of the show. I do. Come on, I, I, I do. You know our guy is I, like I lead he's actor, the varsity man. fucking squad. Hello. I, I do love that uh, you have a picture of him in the book. I, I found that very flattering. Of course, yeah, that's that my awesome. guy. Are yeah. you kidding? Do you know the joy? And I, I really want your listener to understand this. The joy that you have brought my family by bringing that animal into our home. I mean, he is exquisite, Mike. And I send you pictures and stupid videos yeah. all the time. Oh, I love it. Uh, like at 4.30 in the morning, you'll get some <laughs> dumb video from me. Hi, we thought we'd say hi. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, but great. he's he's special, Mike. Yeah. No, he's I mean, special. T- for, for me, that's uh, Which the Which is why most... we have to have puppies, Mike. I know it. I'm working on it. You need to get on that. I'm working on it. You need to find some bitch around here. you got to find the good bitch to all get right. bred. Okay. The, uh, I, you know, for me, it's that's the the reason I do it, and and without a doubt, the the best compliment I can receive from a client is is uh, is that is is to have that kind of a, a life changing impact and putting a dog in your house. So well, you know, my fine. husband hated dogs and was bit by as yeah. a paper boy was bit oh, many remember, many many yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, and this is the only dog that he's ever had, and he swears that like you know that this is the greatest yeah. thing ever, and yeah. he is. I mean, yeah. Tiago's genius. Yeah, oh, I love it. That's uh, that's awesome to hear. And you know I'm always out there repping Trecos. Oh, I know it. I know I'm it. always out there repping Trecos, repping Mike Ritland. I'm yeah. always like, you guys have got to get a dog from Mike. Yeah. you got to get a dog from Mike. No, I appreciate the hell out of it very much. Uh, just a couple of random uh, yes. questions before we wrap up here. Do you have a favorite show across the board, like TV show? Uh, yeah. I usually watch like either gangster shows or <laughs> Snapped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! That's just, yeah. That's the guilty pleasure. Yes. Do you have a favorite reality show other than than Housewives? Do I have a favorite reality show other than no? <laughs> Nothing. No. No Big Brother or anything like that. No, you know I've never watched Big Brother. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I, I really don't watch TV. Period. No. But, uh, you know what my reality show is? The news. Yeah, yeah, no Because sure. I'm in reality TV, yeah, so yeah. my reality, my escape is the news, yeah. and I watch it all. Yeah. I watch CNN, Fox, everybody. Yeah. Hell, I'll even watch fucking Al Jazeera. Yeah. Like, I don't even care. I need to know what everybody's saying. Yeah, I mean, Al Jazeera, all, all bullshit aside, is is probably better the than most anybody honest. else in terms of just reporting it is the what things it is, the way yeah. it is and not having to be as slanted. But, uh, do you have a favorite artist and song right now? Uh, yeah, Erica J. No. <laughs> So modest. Yeah, so yeah. modest. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Pass. You're gonna punt that one. No, I'm not. I'll put, no, you know what? Um, I like to watch an, an artist like Cardi B come up uh, off reality TV and 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 do her thing. And yeah. it's nice to see her win yeah. right now. Which uh, reminds me, of one of the stories in the in the book, uh, having Christina Aguilera be such a fan to ask you to come perform at her. Uh, and then you know, party. I did lip sync battle for her. Yeah, tell me about that. No, I mean, you know, she's That's a legend. That's pretty cool. Oh my God, yeah, I'm yeah. shitting my pants. Yeah, and we've become friends through the show. She watches the show and yeah. she she reached out and she's very cool and incredibly talented. And that's a, it just was like a, a little a little bit of effort confirmation. Sure. I'm like, hey, oh, yeah. you know? Was, was it, uh, I guess not anxious, but almost intimidating singing for her. Beyond intimidating. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's a legend. Yeah. You know, she's she's done everything that there is to do. Yeah. That's some good and shit. When she says, hey, could you come do this? It's like, Ugh. what are you going to say? No. Yeah. You know? I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll be right there. Not a problem. Yeah. Um, Vomited after. Yeah. No, sure. <laughs> um, have you met anybody that, that you've become starstruck in meeting them? Honestly, no. Yeah. But I'm waiting. Yeah. I wish somebody would sweep yeah. me. I wish somebody would <laughs> knock me out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, anybody you'd like to collaborate with music-wise? I never answer that question. You never answer? No, I don't. It's too too favor- it's too much just, favoritism? I don't know. Just, I'm not there. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. there. No, I'm tracking. I, I won't, uh, you know, keep keep putting you on the spot with uh Keep with going. You can keep, but, you do, do whatever you want. But uh, a couple of things before we uh, wrap it up here is... is um, I've never had a more thorough interview. My God, well, Jesus. Good. Well, that, I mean, that's the goal. Again, I, I don't like to waste people's time and... And to me, if here's here's kind of a synopsis on on interviews from my standpoint is that if if the if the general gist of the interview can be um, ascertained by spending three minutes on Google by Googling that person's name, you're wasting the listener's fucking time. I agree. You know, and so to me, like the last thing I want to do is is have it be that like there's got to be more to it so that people are getting something out of it. You know, because if they're not. Again, like, what's the fucking point? There's well, I hope they don't hate you yeah. for this. No, I, I, fu- <laughs> fuck them if they do. They can I, I just love it that yeah. you, you yeah. would even have me on yeah. your show. No, it's I, great. I, well, and that brings me to the to the uh, the point of I, I know you're busy as shit. You got a million things going on. I appreciate you taking the time out of uh, out of your busy schedule to to host uh, us here to to be able to conduct the interview uh, at, at your uh, residence uh, temporarily here in Dallas. <laughs> um, but the, the last thing that, that I, I wanted to say is, as, kind of from a, from a personal standpoint, is that, you know, the, the persona that you have, um, you know, internationally is what it is. And it's very um, almost predetermined or very, sure. very assumed. Uh, for the listeners out there, again, I've known you for several years. And, and to me, the between reading the book, knowing you for as long as I have, knowing how genuine you are, how no bullshit and how, how incredibly authentic and, and sweet you are. Thank you. But, but what struck me more than anything was uh, when I delivered Tiago and met your son. Oh, yeah. It was, to me, that there is no, no greater tell uh, of, of a human being than, than seeing what their kids are like uh, in terms of, of how they are and, and, and what kind of job they've done raising them. And while I know it takes a village, uh, and that there's multiple people, uh, tons of people uh, responsible for raising children. The mother is is the is the matriarch of that, and and the and the prime uh, and principal influence in a child's life. And to see, it, you know, the the type of man that he is, and and what he's doing now, being a, a cop and for LAPD, his uh, you know his demeanor, his his presence, his manners, uh, his moral compass, uh, and and what he does, given the opportunities and resources that he has with you and doesn't have to do that and, and still chooses to, to do that. He's a fine young man. Speaks volumes to, to who you are. And, no, and, uh, speaks volumes to who he is. Well, but Thank that, you. that doesn't happen by accident. You know, and well, so, I was going to kick that yeah, kid's ass yeah, if but, he thought he was going to get but, out of uh, line. <laughs> but, but for me, it, it was very refreshing to, to meet your son and, and see what kind of man he is, you know, given, uh, you know, the, the, the background that you have and, and, uh, you know the life that you lead now to see uh, such a such a well-rounded, kick-ass human being. It, uh, it was it was very very neat and refreshing. That to is see the it, nicest so. thing anyone has ever said to me. Thank you, and I'm yeah. not going to cry again on your yeah. fucking podcast. Yeah. But, but thank you. Yeah. You know what? Um, I appreciate that. Yes, and I remember those days that we spent together. And uh, thanks for noticing. Yeah, that means a lot. And uh, you know what? Um, I wanted him to be that way. Yeah. I wanted him to. He did have access to a lot. But it, it, again, it's who he is on the inside. Yeah. He's a fine young man. Yeah, fine young man. He's a, he's a reflection of his mom. So no, yeah. he's. But thank you. Yeah. I think he. I think he looked at his mother and said, "No thanks." <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he either looked either at his way, mom and was like, yeah. "No fucking yeah. way, man. No, I'm way. going the other way." Yeah, either yeah. way. 
Again, I, I appreciate uh, you coming on here. Is there anything uh, you'd like to say? Anything you you appreciate or, or want to? I'm glad on? that we got to do this because we talked about it. Yeah. And I hope that you haven't lost all your listeners. And thanks for being so prepared. This was a lot. And yeah, thanks for no, reading the book. No, my, my And pleasure. you know I adore you. Yeah. And you're always welcome in our home. And I appreciate it. You know, anytime you come out to Los Angeles, you know you have a place. And likewise, I appreciate it. Maybe I can learn uh, some other dance move. That's uh, you can come <laughs> out. You know what? We'll get you on the show if you yeah, want to be on the yeah. show. We'll we'll awesome. fuck your life up real good. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. So uh, in, uh, in keeping in tradition with uh, all closings, uh, feel free if, if you uh, don't like the fact that, uh, that I do what I do and how I do it, feel free to choke yourself. And, uh, but ultimately, and in, in, uh, in more importantly, and in, in seriously, uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, without you guys, we wouldn't have this show and this platform to be able to bring you uh, what, we're, what we have the, the pleasure and honor to bring you. I love you guys. Appreciate your support. And until next time, this is Mike Drop. Before Sarah discovered chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah. Woohoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast. With first-hand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast. With first-hand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained. Covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.